Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Either putting it in an email or just making sure you're asking tough questions on the front end of every transaction you do. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel and I'm with today's guest, Braden Wyndham. Braden is joining us from Dallas, Texas. He is the founding partner of Well Capital, which is a multifamily investment firm, and he has one and a half years of real estate investing experience. Braden has 359 units across three apartment complexes. Braden, thank you for joining us, and how are you today? Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's our pleasure. Braden, before we get started, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah, absolutely. So first off, thank you for having me. Excited about the conversation today. How I got into real estate, first work experience, I was a ranch hand at 16, 17 years old. And I really learned what it looked like to work really hard for my money. And I never really wanted to do that again. Fast forward to college, I had an internship with a company that bought other healthcare companies. And that was kind of my first, I guess, exposure to purchasing assets and what that could do for you. I guess I didn't know how it really applied until my senior year of college. I really didn't have a clue what I wanted to do professionally. I figured I didn't really want a boss, but I thought maybe being a real estate agent was the closest thing I could get to that. And I met my business partner actually at a church event and he dumped five or six books in my lap and a bunch of podcasts. And he was like, you need to go learn about real estate investing and syndication. And I had no idea what that was, but I just went all in because I didn't have much else to do. I think I had like two or three classes my last semester. So that's kind of how I got started. Since then, he hired me on out in Florida to actually do construction management work, where we were basically taking government grant money and managing construction of 500 or so projects. And we really learned where our strengths and weaknesses were in our partnership. And since March of this year, I left that to just be syndicating full-time and investing in real estate. So that's a little bit about my background. And now we're just focused on acquiring and repositioning assets in the Southeast and the Midwest, really anything over a hundred units at this point. What a story. What the hell were you going to college for? 
I was actually in finance with real estate background. I went into it and I had no idea what I wanted to do. I actually went to my real estate teacher to ask him about syndications and he had no idea what it was. So it filled my ears with a bunch of podcasts at that time just to self-motivate and learn about the industry. You should go back and teach a class on syndication. They actually do have a syndicator that's teaching the class now. If I could just go back three or four years, that'd be great. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive Investing investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Mark your calendars for the best ever conference February 24th through 26th back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com. All right, so let's back up a little bit. This person that you met who was then your partner later on, you guys partnered together immediately and started working on these projects? Yes. He had had a few Airbnb experiences. He had invested in some Airbnb properties and then also had been exposed to development from a really young age and his family had been involved in real estate. So he was a little bit ahead of me in that sense and really knew more about the syndication space. And I guess when I jumped in, I was gung-ho about it. And I was like, let's go to the next event possible because I was listening to actually Rod Khalif's podcast and he was having an event in LA. So we flew out within three months of me learning about this stuff. And I just invited him out. And that was the first time we had ever hung out together, been in the same room together was at that event. So just since then, we've been able to work together for probably close to a year just outside of real estate. So we've really gotten to learn. He likes to say that he's the gas and I'm the brakes. And I think that's a really good metaphor for our partnership. Is he still a partner in your syndications? Yeah, we founded Well Capital together. The origin of Well Capital is we were both giving to the same charity just on a personal level. And we woke up one day and we were like, why don't we make this a company-wide thing? Because we gave to Charity Water and basically... They take funds overseas to give people clean water who have never had it before. So we were just, why don't we rebrand our company as Well Capital and just make it more about that than syndicating apartments? And I think that's an easier conversation to have with whoever, passive investors or anyone you're going to talk to. It's an easy way to make the intro and make it more than about yourself. It's more about other people. Brayden, what was your first syndication? That was a 47 unit in South Texas. 
It was in Rockport, actually. What were the numbers on that deal? We bought that for 2.3. We put about a million two into it. And then right now we're going through refi and a lot of lessons learned on that first deal. So we, as a GP, probably aren't going to make much, but it's a huge learning lesson. I think the appraised value was around 4.4 or 4.6. And that was 18 months ago, which is insane. So it just taught me a lot about what I should be doing and what I can move forward and do better. So I'm super thankful for the first deal. Why are you not going to make money? I see Um, over a million dollars. That's a good question. That's a loaded one. I think it really just comes down to, for me, it's a lot of things. First off, we just had a lot of... I would say inexperience and we partnered for that inexperience, which is what a lot of people will tell you to do. I completely agree, but you have to ask very tough questions up front if I had any advice on that. So we got into it and just rehab budget expanded, almost doubled. So we really shot ourselves in the foot when it comes to what we were going to make on that deal and just not having the people in place to actually know what that rehab was going to cost. So we definitely learned from it. What were the hard lessons that you were talking about on this deal? I repeat it all the time is making sure that everything is in an email. Everything is agreed upon, that there aren't any, oh, I thought you said this, or you were going to do this. No, everything is in an email. Everything's clear and written out. And just having professionals walk with you on the front end is very important in my opinion, because me walking a unit at... 21, 22 years old and a general contractor that's done this for 50 plus years walking in on the front end telling me there's things behind these walls or there's structural issues or there's termites. Those are things that I wouldn't have known otherwise. So I think just having professionals walk with you and asking the tough questions of those professionals, whether that be co-GP, whether that be contractors, whether that be whoever that you're going to have walk with you on the property, just making sure that they know what they're doing and that their track record speaks for itself. With putting things in writing, is that more directed towards investors, contractors, lenders? From my perspective and where we have gotten, I would say misled sometimes is definitely with co-GPs and just making sure that whatever roles and responsibilities are spelt out. And if you're going to be boots on the ground, you're going to be boots on the ground. And if you're going to be doing all the asset management, then that's going to be in writing. And if you've got something in writing, then you can basically stick to it. And of course, just having the right documents in place for passive investors and any type of agreement with brokers or that type of thing, of course, but mostly co-GP opportunities. In your deals, do GPs put investment capital in as well? Yes. Every deal that we do, we aim to put in 10% of the capital just to show that we have some type of skin in the game. I think that's important just to align interest more than anything. And what specific examples have you had with co-GPs when things weren't in writing? I think capital raise is a big one. I guess on the front end, knowing who's bringing what or who has the bandwidth to bring what to the deal, I think that's important. Did you guys just kind of assume, hey, we've got a great team of GPs, we'll get this done? Yeah, you'll have somebody come in and tell you that they've done X amount of properties or X amount of units and that they can raise the full thing and take more of the equity for it. But that's not always the case. So having something in writing, definitely looking back would have helped to say, no, 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 this is what you said on the front end and you got to stick to it. So 
No, that's definitely the biggest area. And then just minor roles and responsibilities. Like on our properties, we always believe that you should have somebody that's in the area or boots on the ground. So just having what that actually means in a contract just for that person. If that means going to the property once a week to take pictures of progress, then that's what that means. And you put it in writing. Or if it's just quarterly pictures, which for me, I would prefer weekly, especially if it's a deeper position. Weekly pictures of the units? Yeah. If we're doing a major rehab, I would want to see from boots on the ground that they're actually in the area that they can actually drive there within 10, 15 minutes and take pictures of progress. If we're doing construction on 10 units, we want to see updates because you can't always trust if a contractor is going to tell you that it's complete or halfway complete. Well, they're complete and you're complete is not the same thing. Rent ready and complete is not the same thing in my book, at least. Yeah. And Braden, dealing with investors, what are some of the lessons you've learned with that? I think the most important thing that I've learned is just being completely transparent with them. And a lot of people will tell you that there's a line that you should and shouldn't say certain things. But I think if you have a good relationship with your investors and you let them know on the front end that, hey, I'm going to give you the good and bad and the ugly, then I think being transparent is the most important thing, at least for passive investors. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Let me ask you a question. Do you want to start your own syndication business, or maybe you've tried, but you've been unable to get your first apartment deal? Well, it's hard. I know firsthand getting started in syndication is not easy. So have you considered working with a mentor? Imagine working one-on-one with a full-time syndicator who can help you do your first apartment building deal faster, help you avoid big mistakes, and scale your portfolio. If you feel like I'm speaking to you right now, then I want you to check out the mentoring program from my friend, Michael Blanc, who specializes in helping people get started with apartment buildings. I've known Michael for many years now, and he genuinely wants to help people become financially free. He developed a proven system and has helped hundreds of people do their first apartment building deal. I know he can help you as well. To find out more, text the word Joe. J-O-E, to 66866. I know Michael's going to take care of you. Go ahead and text the word Joe, J-O-E, to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind, and let's get you started with your own apartment syndication business. Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors, and I bet you're having a challenge right now, especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success in real estate. And follow-up boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals or you can follow up with your investors and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners, then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The follow-up boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed. 
missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Follow Up Boss offers experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow-up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30-day free trial, twice the length of the normal trial. For a limited time, go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up. Have you had any issues with investors and you guys not being on the same page? No, I think within Well Capital, our goal moving forward at least is to come out with a monthly update for our investors, which I think is even better than quarterly because a lot can happen in a quarter especially when you're first taking over a project. But I think we've been pretty clear. I would just like to give them more updates than less. So that's why we're kind of going to a monthly more than a quarterly. Yeah. One of the things you could do is Joe Fairless does this. He gives us a one pager for each investment. And then Mm -hmm. there's a link for people that want to deep dive into financials. Click on that. And there's a whole bunch of more information behind there. But for people that just want the high level don't waste my time. Just give me, are we good? Are we bad? Yeah. So I like that approach a lot. Yeah. And is that not, a monthly or is that like He a, does it monthly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's no, I like that. He tells us what the occupancy is, how many units have been renovated, any notable highlights, good or bad about the property. And then there's mm-hmm. a hyperlink at the bottom. And then there's a portal where you could get as much information as you want. Yeah. I think yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Not everybody wants to read two pagers. Right. No. And I know some investors that don't want to know the bad side. So maybe they, just that they see there's bad side on every property, whether yeah. or not you know it, there is. There are things that come up that you didn't know are going to come up. Um, Do you guys have a portal or is this just handwritten emails? No, we have a portal now. When we started, we didn't, but now we use InvestNext for our investor portal. So that's kind of where all of the information goes into What bottlenecks were you experiencing that led you to use a portal? I think it's just efficiencies of having, for one, I guess every quarter I'd have to sit down and make a handmade, whether it be Canva or PowerPoint, handmade newsletter to go out. And it was just kind of inefficient for the time I wanted to spend on it. And having something all on a portal where emails go out and distributions go out, it's a pretty streamlined process. So I think just the time it would take to get it all together and figure out what we wanted to say and have the right type of documents in there. Just having everything in one place is awesome. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? That's a good one. I think I already said it, but put it in an email is one of my best ever real estate advice that I have. Either putting it in an email or just making sure you're asking tough questions on the front end of every transaction you do. Because I'd rather have tough questions up front than tough lessons on the back end. Yeah, that's a great example. I've got a broker that I've been dealing with on a deal. And this guy literally doesn't email at all. Everything's on the phone. Mm. And then he'll ask the same questions over and over again. And it's like, wait a minute. I know. I told you. We're good. Move forward. Right. I know. You never said that. Oh, my God. Please just use email. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's not even about not trusting somebody. It's just a good thing to go back and look at. And if roles and responsibilities were carved out in an email, then you can always go back and look at it. And like, so that would be my best advice I have for the audience. Braden, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? 
I am. I'm ready. Brandon, what's the best ever book you recently read? Free to Focus by Michael Hyatt. What was your big takeaway? For me, it was a weekly review and just time blocking and making sure that you are very intentional with the time you're spending because you can just get wrapped up in a ton of calls or something that you didn't even mean to start working on. And then your day's gone, then your week's gone. And then you're like, well, what do I do? So just kind of keeping control of your time is the biggest takeaway for me. Brayden, what's the best ever way you like to give back? The best way I like to give back is through our co-sponsored charity. We give 10% of our gross income to Charity Water, where they take it overseas and give people clean water who have never had it before. And Brayden, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? Two ways. Our website, which is wealthcapitalinvest.com. And then we are also hosts on the Wealth and Water podcast. So that's on our LinkedIn. So you can tune into that every Thursday. Awesome. Brayden, thank you so much for joining us today. From being a senior in college and not really having any direction other than not wanting to work for somebody, being a ranch hand, learning how to work hard, to being a very successful real estate investor in a very short amount of time. Thank you for sharing your story. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. It was definitely a great conversation. Best ever listeners. Thank you for joining us and have a best ever day.